Welcome everyone to the Ohav Torah with Binyamin. We are here um, doing Daf Lamid Aleph Bezat Hashem, and we hope to do another Daf this afternoon. Um, we should be here Bezat Hashem at six o'clock doing the Daf. Okay. We are now on the Lamed Amud Bet at the two dots towards the bottom. Ukahen Bebet Apares. A Bet Apares is a field that was once a cemetery, which got plowed. Midoraita, it's tahor. We assume that when you plow the cemetery, the bones, which are about six feet deep, are deep enough that they're not going to be moved around by the plow. That's a Bet Apares. Now. The Gemara had said that if a person, a Kohen, normally a Kohen should avoid walking in the Beit HaPadis, we're afraid just in case one of the bones came to the surface and the Kohen will be moving the bone when he walks there. So the Gemara says, So the Gemara wants to clarify how is he allowed to go into the Beit HaParis to get his Eruv. If he puts the Eruv in the Beit HaParis, he should not be able to get it. And so the Gemara, the Amar Bihura Mashmuam, Menapeh Adam Beit HaParis Veholech. The Kohen is allowed to go through the Beit HaParis if he blows on the ground in front of him. We're assuming that if he blows on it, He'll blow away any dirt that might be covering a piece of bone that's on the surface. Now, midoraita, you wouldn't wouldn't work. But since it's only midrabanan, the rabbis are allowing you to blow on it to see what's there, and therefore you could go in to get it. Rabbi Yehuda ben Ami Mishmed Rabbi Yehuda Amar. Another way to do it is that, let's say you're talking about Beta Paris that, that a lot of people had walked on. If you have Beta Paris that's that's <clears throat> that's just plowed, so something might be by the top. But once people stepped on it, everything will be under the bottom and it'll be fine. Okay? Says the Gemara. Also in the Beta Kivarot. There's a way to put an Eruv in the Beta Kivarot if you make a Mechitza in between you and the thing. Says the Gemara Tana. You're allowed to make a Mechitza. The way you could do it is by going into the cemetery in a closet or a carriage. If you close it off completely, you have your own oil, and that oil doesn't allow the tumah of the cemetery to go in. Kasavar, we thought oil zaluk shme aruk, shme oil. This is assuming that we hold that a moving oil is called an oil. This is a famous thing. If a person is in an oil, 
that protects him from the Tumah of a Beit Kevarot. Okay? However, if the Ohel is moving, is a Machloket, if it works. We're assuming here that it must work. The Ohel of the moving Ohel, like let's say a guy's in a car that's moving, or a carriage that's moving, or a box that's moving, whether that allows the Kohen to go in or not is a machloket, which we're going to discuss now. The Tanya. Person who, a person who goes into a foreign country, the Chachamim will gozer a Tum'ah on anyone who goes out of Eretz Yisrael. For people who eat in Kodashim. So, if a person goes to, to let's say, um, America, and you go in a you go in a closed carriage. Rabbi says he's still tameh, and Rabbi says yitahor. My complaint: What are the argument? More savar oil zuruk l'shmei oil. Rabbi, who says it's asur, he holds that an oil that's moving isn't called tent, and therefore, the fact that you're in a car or in a carriage doesn't doesn't change you. You you're in you're in chutz la'aretz, and you get tameh. And Yehuda holds that's called an oil, and therefore we'll connect that to over here, and we'll say that the reason why the Kohen can make his eruv in the Bet Kibarot is because he's possible for him to go in. How could he go in and get it if he goes in in the Sheda Teva Mukdal? Ask him about this that we learned in the Brayta. Yehuda says, "Lamid Alf Amud Alf." No. Because you're going to be in the box and you're going to make the eruv, so the can has to be sticking out. In order to get, in order to get the eruv to eat it. Whatever, yeah. Ah, let's see. You might want to talk about it. It says, "Marvin the kohen tahor betuma tehora bekevin." It says you're allowed to make an eruv. For Kohen Tahor, and the Eruv is on the grave. Hechi Azil, how's he going to get it? Mara says, Beshedat Teva Mugdal. He'll get it in a closed item, right? Fakevan de Achta Itmale. Mara says, What do you mean? But if you're using Truma, right, the Truma will get Tameh. When it hits the kever, and if the truma gets tameh when it hits the kever, so the truma, once the truma is tameh, no one's allowed to eat it. Forget about how you're going to get there. I, I understand the kohen's going to get there in the chedat evamikdal, but the truma itself is tameh, and truma shouldn't work for eruv. We're talking about truma that was not did not get wet yet. If the truma didn't get wet, it cannot be mekabel truma. And therefore, even though it's on the grave, it's still tower. Or, oh, we used orange juice instead of water. And therefore, since it doesn't have any one of the seven liquids, it's not, it can't get tamer. I'm going to ask the question that, that Benjamin asked. 
How does the coin get it? Once he sticks his hand out, he's tameh. Versus says, He's got these flat kelim that he could stick out of the container and he could get it in. They don't get tameh. But so what? Even though it's not getting tameh, it's still an ohel over the ground, and that should make it tameh. Yes, it's not a keli, but once it becomes an ohel, it can get tameh. Well, says, no. Which means that he uses the thin part of the stick that he's sticking out, which is less than a tefach, so it doesn't make an ohel. If so, why do the Rabbanan disagree? They hold, you're not allowed to make eruv on top of a grave because when you're making eruv, you're saying, I'm living over here. Right? And they hold, it's asur to, sit, to live on top of a grave because you're using a grave. A grave will not have enjoyment from a grave. And therefore, they, they agree that you can get there and get it off and not be Tameh, even though you're a Kohen. They agree with all this. What they don't agree with is that the actual making a room over there should be Asur because you're not allowed of Hana'ah from a grave. And here you're having Hana'ah, you're saying that you're living over there. Michlal, the Rebihuda Savar Mutar. Sounds like Rebihuda holds that you're allowed, to, you're allowed to enjoy a grave. How does Rebihuda let now? Says, you want to know? Rebihuda holds. Kasavar, he holds. Mitzvot lav lehenot nitnu. The point of mitzvah is not to enjoy it. And therefore, since the point of mitzvah is not to enjoy it, when you put your eruv on the grave, that's not, that's not called enjoying. I'm just doing a mitzvah. And the mitzvah is not called having hana. And if it's not called having hana, so therefore I'm allowed to do it on the grave. Okay. That's a beautiful. So you might not have to eat from the, the eruv. What? You don't even have to eat from the eruv then. Well, in general, you never have to eat from the roof. No, I'm saying it doesn't have to be enough to eat from the roof. No, the mitzvah is to put something there that is fit to eat. Okay? Now, that's the mitzvah. Now, why am I allowed to do that on a grave? I'm enjoying the grave. I'm not enjoying it. I'm just doing the mitzvah. Okay? Elahadam, Rav Mitzvah, Lav Lehnot, Nitnu. This that Rav says, Mitzvah, not Lehnot, Lehme Ketanai, Amr Al-Shmaiteh. We know Rav is known for saying mitzvot lav lehenot nitnu. If what we're saying is true, then Rav is not saying his own thing mitzvot lav lehenot nitnu. That mitzvot lav lehenot nitnu is actually the opinion of a Yehuda. Who is the Tana? And it's a machloket against the Chachamim. So why do Rav making it like he said it if he's really only going with what the Tanaim was saying? Amalach Rav is lahu. Saying like this. Everyone hold mitzvot alav lenotnu like me. Rava who holds mitzvot alav lenotnu will say, that really, everyone holds mitzvot lav lenot nitnu. 
The question is, are you allowed to make an Eruv if you want to walk out of the city for a Dvar Rashut? There's a Machloket, it seems like. Let's say, the standard reason what you use Eruv Tichomin for is like we said, you want to walk 4,000 Amot east of the city. Without an Eruv, you can only walk 2,000 Amot in any direction, east, north, west, south, and west, only 2,000 Amot. But you need to be someplace 4,000 Amot east on Shabbat. You have to walk there. Normally, there's no way to do it. With the Eruv, you put the Eruv 2,000 Amot east, and then you could walk another, that's, that's your home, and you could walk, you could walk 4,000 Amot. Rava says, when are you allowed to do Eruv? Some rabbis say, for whatever you want. I want to walk there because I want to go watch the construction that the Goyim are doing over there on Shabbat. That's a reshut. Others say, no, you can only go there for a Dvar Mitzvah. And you can only make Eruv for Dvar Mitzvah. So if you hold, Eruv could only be done for Dvar Mitzvah. Then you could use the Svarah of Mitzvot Lav Lehenot Ninu to allow you to put the thing on the grave. But if you hold, you're allowed to do it to watch the Goyim doing construction on Shabbat, which is Devar Rishut, then you can't evoke the rule of Mitzvot Lav Lenotinu because this is not necessarily Mitzvah. You're doing it for Devar Rishut. And therefore the Machlok, he'll claim that Rava, who holds Mitzvot Lav Lenotinu, will claim, really, both rabbis, Rashba and the Chachamim, hold like me Mitzvot Lav Lenotinu. And the Machlok, whether they hold its Mutar, to put it on the grave or not, right, with Tirumah, is whether or not you're allowed to make a Eruv for the shoot. The rabbi who holds Asur holds that you are allowed to make a Eruv for the shoot, and therefore, since it could be the shoot, it's not a mitzvah, and therefore, that's why you're not allowed to put it on the grave. The rabbi holds you can't, you can only do it for a mitzvah, that's why he lets you put it on the grave. Okay? More savar and marvim el dvar mitzvah. One holds only for mitzvah. More savar marvim el dvar shoot. Now that statement that you can only do it for Dvar Mitzvah, like Rabbi Yosef, is actually Machlok HaTanaim, Rashban and Rabbanan, that's what they were arguing about, according to what we just said. He says, no. Rabbi Yosef will tell you, in general, the rabbis of the Amoraim never want to say, when they said, let's say the rabbi has a rule, like this, this rabbi says, you could only make a roof for a mitzvah. He doesn't want to say that he's going only like one of the Tanaim. He wants to say that his opinion is like all the Tanaim. Right? Uh-huh. So when we, put, we paint him into the corner and say, oh, you fit but only like one Tana. He's going to get us and say, no, no, both Tanaim can agree with me. That's what he can do now. He's going to tell you, Amalach Rebbe Yosef will tell you, Tikula Alma and Marvim El Dvar Mitzvah. Everyone agrees you can only do a Dvar Mitzvah. Like me. And everyone holds mitzvot lav lenot nitnu, and therefore, you should be able to put it in the grave. But more savad kevin de kanele eruv lo nichele de mitra. One holds that once you got the eruv, you don't care to watch it anymore. Once you put it there for a second, you you don't need to watch to make sure it stays there a whole shabbat. And therefore, I'm not enjoying this. This Eruv, don't tell me I'm using the guy's grave for my own purposes. It's not called using it for my, for my purposes because I don't really care what happens to the Eruv. I put the peanut butter under the tree, let's say, in the Beta Kibarot. Right? So if you hold that I have to make sure the peanut butter stays there the whole Shabbat, and if the peanut butter gets eaten by an animal, 
then I have no Eruv. Then I'm using the grave because I need to make sure my peanut butter stays on the grave. Otherwise, I can't use it. But if you hold it, as long as it was there for a second, my Eruv is there, and it doesn't make a difference what happens afterwards, so then I'm not using the grave because I don't care what happens to it. Right? Eruv, people don't have to watch it, and therefore you're not enjoying it. Umar the other rabbi who says that you are not allowed to put on the grave, he holds, you need to watch it. Because if you need it, you have to eat it, and therefore you're enjoying it. And that's why you can't do it there. Okay. Brand new Mishnah, guys. Me, you since the Ebai Mafkele, then 
since if the guy wants, he could make all of his property hefker, and then he'll be a poor person. And a poor person, the rabbis didn't make a gizera on a poor person, therefore he's allowed to eat tamai. Therefore now also it's fit for him. Meaning like this. The rule is that a regular person needs to separate ma'asir from tamai, even though it's probably separated by the ama'aretz anyway. However, the chachamim only made that rule on a person who's not an ani. When a person's hazid, a poor man, and he doesn't have enough money to live, the rabbis allow him to eat fruit from ama'aretz, even without separating ma'asir. Therefore, this kohen, even though he might be a billionaire, and, there, and if he separates, if he uses demai as an eruv, he's not allowed to eat the eruv. But since he ha- it's within his capability to become an ani in a second, by declaring all his property ownerless, and then he would be able to eat the demai, that's called edible, and therefore his eruv is edible, theoretically, even though we know he's not going to do that. No guy would do that. But since if he wants to, he could. It's edible enough that his eruv counts. How do we know? Machilin, the Mishnah says that we feed anim demai ve'et achzanya demai. You're allowed to take demai and feed it to anim or to a soldier who a Jewish king sends to live in your house. You're allowed to feed him demai. Because it's really not Asur. Only with Rabbanan. The rabbis don't make the Isur on this. Amar Rav Huna. Tana, we learned in Ebraita. Bet Shemai, when we end Machlin, not anim demai. Bet Yedel, when we Machlin, Bet Shemai says you can't feed demai to Ani. And Bet Yedel says you can. But we follow Bet Yedel. That's why the Mishnah allows you to use demai, because we're going Bet Yedel. Now, the Mishnah also said, we are now at the two dots. Four lines on the top of Lamed Alf Amor Bet. The maskana is that you, according to Bet Hillel, you're allowed to use the Again, we don't need you to eat it on Shabbat. You just have to be able to eat it. Right. We're not able to eat it because if I want to become a poor, then I could eat it. What the Mishnah is going Bet Hillel, yeah. Mishnah said you're allowed to use the is that what the Mishnah said? Okay. Says the Mishnah. You have Masayishon, you took Tinumai, Gidolai, you're allowed to use it. Ask the of course. Why shouldn't you be allowed to use it? There's nothing special. Of course you're allowed to use it. It's regular food. Says the Gemara, no. The case was. Where the guy separated Maaseh Rishon, Hikdimu B'Shibolin, before Tiruma, while it was still B'Shibolin in its um, stalks, which means normally the Kohen has to separate Tiruma once you bundle it. Okay? This guy separated Maaseh Rishon before it was Chayav and Tiruma, so he didn't separate Tiruma yet. And then he took Tiruma Maaseh from it. He never took Tiruma Gedolah from this. Therefore, you might have thunk 
that you couldn't use it because no one ever took to the that you preceded it before that's to prove to you that you're patur from taking Tidumah Gidolah once you separated already Ma'asir. Amalach Rapapa, Rapapa says, Iyachi, if that's what it means, nami. why does it have to be that you separated the Ma'asir Rishon before Tidumah Gidolah? And you did it while it's, while it's before, while it's uh, in the stalks before it's Chayavim Tidumah. Even if I put in the Keri and Chayavim Tidumah, but once you separate Ma'asir Rishon, it should be a sur to do, or patur from doing tirumah gedola. Amale, so Abaye told him back, Alecha Amarkra, on you the pasuk says, Mikol ma'asir techem tarimu tirumah kol tirumat Hashem. From all you ma'asir, you separate tirumah. You do do tirumah from those things. Umarait, what made you think that this pasuk is referring to um, the pasuk that says you chayav in maaser after maaser is referring to when it's in the keri, and the first one's talking about when it's in the shibulim, the one that says you patur. The pasuk that said tinuvat shem maaser mina maaser says the gemara. Hi idgan v'hi lo idgan. One became dagan, and the other one is not dagan, and therefore. When it became Dagan, it's Chayav, but before it's Dagan, it's Patur. Okay. Says the two dots, Umasishini Vakdeshin of Du. If you took Masishini Hakdesh and you redeemed them, you could use them for Eruv. Ask Map Shita, of course you could use them for Why not? Lo, Tzricha, Shinatanata Keren Vlonatanata Homish. The case was that you redeemed it, but you didn't give the Homish, which means usually. The rabbis require that when you redeem Maaseh Shani, you can't just redeem it for the face value. For example, let's say a guy's got a case of grapes. And a case of grapes goes for $25 on the market. And this case of grape for you is Maaseh Shani. So instead of paying to chip it to Yushalayim, to eat the grapes in Yushalayim, you're going to switch it onto money and bring the money to Yushalayim and use the money credit card on some kind of food. Now, if the... The retail price of the grapes is $25. The rabbis do not allow you to pay $25 for Maaseh Shani. They make you add one-fifth to it. So therefore, we're talking over here, the reason why it's a chidush when we let you use Maaseh Shani Shinefdu is because the guy didn't redeem it fully the right way. He redeemed it for the face value without adding the chomash. We see from here when we said that you're allowed to use it for Eruv, that the Chomash, the fifth that you're supposed to add, is not Me'akev. It doesn't stop you from eating it technically. You're supposed to do it, but it doesn't stop you. Avaloba Tevel, we said you can't use Tevel, which is food that no one separated anything from. Pshita, of course, it's Asur. Lo Tzricha, but Tevel Tevul Midrabanan. It's only Tevel Midrabanan. Now, what food is only chayav and truma midor? Rabbanan not the right 
Kigon food that was planted in a flower pot that had no hole in it. you're supposed to separate the since it's in a flower pot, it didn't grow from the ground, it doesn't need anything. And that's what we're referring to when we said that Tevel cannot be used. You might have thunk that since it grew in a pot that has no hole on the bottom, therefore, Midoraita, it's a non Chayav in Tiruma fruit, and therefore, it's not really Tevel, and therefore, you could use it for Eruv, Kamashvan, that you can't. Okay? You're using not, uh, plastic to put under the ground. Oh, yeah. Mid saying that in the farm sometimes for some reason, I don't know why, they put plastic underneath the ground that they're using. Because they don't want worms getting to the... Huh? They don't want worms to come in? Yeah. Really? Yeah, that's what they do. Wow. And that, water, but... He wants to know, does that make it a keli to make it only to the Dirabanan? If they do that in Israel, would that make it a Dirabanan and then you can be more lenient on it? Good question. Says the Gemara. Uloma Aseli Shon Sheetah, of course, if you take Tirumah, you can't use it. Lo Tzricha, Shikdimu B'Keri, like we said before, you took off Tirumah from the Keri. I would have thought, that it's Mutar, like we said before. Kamash Malan, Kedashan, we see that we answered it, that it's still Tevel. What about you can't use Masashinik Hektesh that was not redeemed? Mara says, of course, you can't use Masashini. You have to eat in Yerushalayim. You're not, of course, you're not allowed to use it. We're talking about you did redeem it, but you didn't redeem it the right way. Like, for example, Normally, there's two types of coins. There's coins that have a, a stamp on it where they're accepted everywhere. And there's coins that have no stamp on it. It's just a, a, a slug. But it's made out of silver, so it has value. Maaseshini, the rule is vitsarta hakesef. You have to put it with a kesef that has a tsuda. And therefore, you can't use a slug, a silver slug, to redeem your maaseshini. And this guy used an asimon to redeem it. Right? Or, you hektesh and you transfer the money to, to property, and you're not allowed to ever do hektesh on property. It says you give the kesef, it has to be handing over, and then you pass over to you. And therefore, since you use those ways, you might have thunk that it works, and you can use it for eruv. So the mission is coming to tell you, no, it doesn't work, and you can't use it for an eruv. Baruch Adonai Le'olam, Amen Amen. Today, Bezat Hashem, we'll start from the Mishnah.